0: Welcome to the ASSP Safety Standards and Tech Pubs podcast, your source for expert insights on industry consensus standards and ASSP technical publications. I'm your host, Scott Fowler. If you've ever driven past a utility installation, you've seen the results of what Digger Derricks can do. These trucks are used for a variety of purposes, including digging holes for installing utility poles, electrical work, and other activities. With such heavy machinery conducting potentially hazardous tasks, There are many considerations to help ensure the safety of workers using digger derricks and that is our topic of conversation today we're happy to welcome John Brewington to the program John is CEO at Brewington company and is also the chair of the ANSI ASSP A1031 subcommittee which developed the A1031 standard which establishes safety requirements definitions and specifications for digger derricks John welcome to the show thank you so much for being here
1: Thank you for having me and for the opportunity to talk about A10.31 Digger Derrick Standard.
0: Glad you could be here. Now, as I as I mentioned at the top, these trucks are used for a variety of heavy-duty tasks, if you will, and can involve both utility work as other activities. So to lay the groundwork, I thought we could talk in a little more detail about the types of work that Digger Derricks are involved in and the hazards associated with that type of work.
1: A Digger Derrick, by definition, is a special multi-purpose vehicle-mounted machine primarily designed to accommodate components that dig holes and or set poles and position materials and apparatus. Okay. Digger derricks are most often mounted on truck chassis. However, they can be mounted on all-terrain vehicles, trailers, or be an integral part of a self-propelled carrier. They are used primarily in applications that involve digging holes, setting poles, and placing materials either at ground level or at elevated positions. Okay. The electric utility industry is a large user of digger derricks, followed by telecommunications and then other industries including sign, outdoor advertising, outdoor lighting, and pole building construction. Regarding hazards associated with the various uses of digger derricks, the truck-mounted units, due to their size and high centers of gravity, require that drivers be trained and licensed to operate such vehicles. Okay. All digger derricks are at risk to hazards associated with instability when being operated. This could be from improper setup of the machine, overloading, or unstable support surfaces such as soft ground, untapped trenches, subsurface chambers, Mm -hmm. you know, utilities or septic systems. Okay. Underground utilities also pose a hazard for dig-ins when the auger or other ground engaging tools hit unidentified gas, electric, water, or other utilities. Suspended and moving loads is also a common activity for digger derricks that can present hazards for operators, ground personnel, or the general public. Digger derricks are also subject to contact with energized electric lines or apparatus. This can occur through proximity to or by direct contact with an overhead energized line or component by the load being moved, a boom, or a component of the digger Derrick.
0: Right, so, so quite, quite a lot of things that safety professionals need to, to consider along those lines in terms of all the, the, all the different kinds of hazards they could in, encounter out there on a job site.
1: Yes, and this is just a few, this, <laughs> this is no way intended to be all inclusive.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. When you talk about instability things like that, what, what role does the the site inspection play? Is that a big part of it? I mean just understanding the the terrain and the conditions you're working with before you you get you get these vehicles out there?
1: Yes, the the manufacturers or the installers depending upon who finished the machines. So the mm-hmm. final stage manufacturer is going to specify the conditions in which the machine must be set up. Okay. Generally speaking, the machine must be set up on a level substance or mm-hmm. level ground. Okay. And that is done by changing the stability with the outriggers or by changing it by cribbing or other methods.
0: Okay. So there's really a lot of work that goes into understanding the terrain. Yes, yeah, it's, yeah. it's
1: not a simple just go out and set it up and <laughs> cross your fingers. Right. No, it's It's much more in depth than that.
0: Okay. So, uh, now that the, uh, the language of the standard sets requirements for many different groups involved in the manufacture, sale or lease, and use of digger derricks. This includes uh, dealers, owners, users, operators, lessors, and others. So I thought we could briefly touch on each of those groups and their responsibilities to make sure that these trucks are safe to use and that users and operators know how to operate them safely.
1: The standard includes 16 pages of requirements for dealers and installers, owners, users, operators, lessors and lessees, and brokers. Mm-hmm. Plus it also has information for referenced figures throughout the standard, plus two appendices. So to conserve our time, I'll mention one or two requirements for each entity. Okay. Hopefully this will encourage our listeners to read the entire sure. standard. Hope so. <laughs> for dealers and installers, Installers shall comply with the applicable sections of the electrical requirements and responsibilities of manufacturers when completing an installation. Prior to placing the machine in service, a detailed list of actions required by the installer is provided in the standard. Okay. In the 2019 revision, added requirements covering ingress and egress, training for dealer maintenance personnel training for any operator of a derrick, have been added. For owners, frequent and periodic inspection and test requirements are included in the responsibilities sections for them. Additions for 2019 include post-event inspection or test related to any suspected excessive loading or stress caused by overturning or application of an unintended mechanical or electrical force to the digger-derrick. Okay. And the requirements for an electrical testing entity to provide documentation of their dielectric test to the owner and by attaching a placard to the digger-derrick indicating passage of the test is also been added for this mm-hmm. version. Under users, the training, retraining, and familiarization topics have been expanded in the owners, users, operators and lessor and lessee sections. In addition to the user's responsibility requires upper controls when a Derrick is equipped with platforms and is used to elevate workers to position to perform work on energized conductors or equipment. Okay. Turning to operators. The operation topic of this section has been expanded to cover platform use, loading, vacating, or entering an elevated platform, and overriding safety devices. A pre-start inspection, worksite survey for hazards, and precautions checklist are included as part of the legacy standard and have been slightly updated for the 2019 version. For lessors and lessees, the 2019 version requires that lessors provide a manual of responsibilities or equivalent document along with the operator's manual with each delivery of a digger derrick. These documents are to be stored on the mobile unit. For brokers, brokers involved in the sale of a digger derrick have several responsibilities including to convey the new owner's information to the seller. Okay. And to see that the operators and maintenance manuals are provided to the new mm-hmm. owner. When involved in a brokered lease, the broker also must see that a manual of responsibilities goes with the unit and shall confirm that all parties are aware of their responsibilities for training as covered in sections 11.4 of the standard.
0: Okay, great. Now that we've laid that groundwork, let's start with a uh, design requirements outlined in the standard. What are the most important considerations in terms of design to keep workers safe if they're operating a digger derrick or near a digger
1: derrick? We talked earlier about some of the hazards associated with the use of a digger derrick. Instability, suspended and moving loads, and electrical contacts are three hazards that can lead to catastrophic consequences for the operator or others. Okay who are in or near the worksite. Let's talk a bit about each of those. Sure. Stability. The standard requires the designer to use specific minimum structural safety factors for different types of digger-derrick components. The design analysis must include stresses imposed from operating on slopes and during transport. The rated capacity of a digger derrick is limited to 85% of the load needed to create instability of the mobile unit. Units equipped with platforms are subject to the more stringent stability requirements found in the bucket truck standard ANSI SAIA A92.2 2015. Under suspended and moving loads in 2019, a boom overload limiter has been mandated to protect the digger derrick from being placed in an overloaded situation. Mm-hmm. With one of these devices, once an overload situation has occurred, only control activation that lessens the loading and disables boom down, boom extend, reach up, and digger dig are allowed. Okay. Also in 2019, Rotational load protection is added to protect the derrick from excessive rotational loads, such as dragging a load or rotating the boom on a downhill slope. We mentioned electrical contact.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Not all derricks are designed and rated for working in close proximity to energize lines and equipment. Mm -hmm. Those that are rated as insulated must meet the requirements of the electrical systems Devices and test procedures, which is Section Five of the standard. Okay. Additionally, once a Derrick is sold to its new owner, requirements for maintenance, inspection, and testing, including dielectric testing, must be performed and documented.
0: Okay, great. Now. Moving further down from there into the center, we get into the manufacturer's requirements. I know one particular aspect that comes into play here is testing. In terms of the electrical and mechanical testing and inspection, what what kind of testing are the Digger Derrick subject to and what should manufacturers be looking for in terms of uh, when that kind of
1: testing is performed? Manufacturers must conform to the minimum safety factors listed in the design requirements section. This often will include prototype testing of components, structures, and assemblies during the design process. Okay. Designs intended to be insulated will undergo a design voltage test during the prototype phase. Completed and installed digger derricks are subject to the digger derrick stability test, and if insulated, a qualification test as detailed in the electrical requirements section. And any digger-derrick intended for use with platforms must meet the stability requirements of bucket trucks found in ANSI SAIA A92.2, 2015. Okay,
0: now, so let's say you you have a digger-derrick that's been manufactured, it's out on the market, now let's uh, move into the dealer-owner, lessor or lessee responsibilities. What should each of these groups be thinking about in terms of the type of vehicle they're looking for and how do they know what they're selling or buying as a good quality product.
1: The quality of a Digger Derrick is best measured by the fit it has with the work needing to be done. Well-made products that do not fit the intended use are doomed for failure before they arrive on their first work site. In order to pair the owner with the correct Digger Derrick, the dealer needs to know the owner's and user's expectations for their new machine. What kind of loads would it handle? At what lift radius is? This? What options are needed? Will it be insulated or not? Will it need to carry personnel aloft? And they must also know what type and size carrier is needed to take it where it needs to go with the payload required to do the okay, jobs okay. intended. The owner needs to develop answers for all of these and other questions with input from their user operators. Performance-based specifications are an excellent way of sharing this information with potential suppliers.
0: All right. So, an an owner has, uh, with that in mind. So, an owner has made a purchase, and the digger derrick is ready to be used on different types of projects and job sites. What are the most important things for the end users and operators to know so that they can stay safe while using these vehicles, as well as keeping, you know, the job sites safe, the general public safe, and you know, any utilities that they might come in contact with? Just keeping people, property, the environment safe during the use of these vehicles.
1: Organization, work rules. OSHA regulations, consensus standards like A10.31, mm-hmm. and derrick operator's manuals are great resources for working efficiently and safely across various utilities and industries. For the derrick, timely and appropriate inspection, maintenance, and testing are key factors in staying safe. Operators must be trained and properly supervised In the use of digger derricks for the work intended. Any question regarding condition or appropriateness of the equipment or whether an operator is qualified to perform the work assigned should cause the work to stop immediately. Only upon resolution of any questions or concerns should it resume. Okay, great.
0: Anything else you'd like listeners to know about A1031 or digger derrick safety as we wrap up?
1: If they're not familiar with ANSI ASSP A-1031, I would encourage them to obtain and read the current standard. The changes to that revision take effect on June 1st, 2020.
0: Okay, great. All right, well, uh, thank you very much again, John, for joining me. I hope our listeners take our conversation today and use it to help keep workers safe when using deer out there on their job site. So thank you again. Thank you, Scott, and thank you, listeners. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of the ASSP Safety Standards and Tech Pumps podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You can also connect with us at ASSP.org and follow us on Twitter at ASSP Safety. We'll see you next time.